Welcome to Lead Smart 20. My name is Melania Johnson, president of Be Smart Coaching, and I'm your host and presenter for this episode. Lead Smart 20, leadership lessons in 20 minutes or less. So let's get started. After reading The Verge's article on the resignation of Away's co-founder and former CEO, Steph Corey, I thought to myself she would be a great case study in terms of what a good leader and manager shouldn't do. FYI, if you don't know, Away is a luxury uh, luggage brand. So just a little bit background on, on Corey. She, she came from money. She traveled during the summer as a child to Europe and the Middle East. She went to uh, you know prestigious boarding schools and colleges. While at Brown, she participated in the Bloomingdale's uh, executive development program. And then after college, she went to work for Bloomingdale's and uh, eventually migrated over to the eyeglass company, Warby Parker. You may have hear their or see their uh, commercials. And that's where she met uh, the co-founder of Away, Jen Rubio. Uh, the two worked really hard to raise money uh, for their launch. Uh, and in November 2015, they did launch the company. Today, the company is valued at $1.4 billion. So, that's really amazing. And, and and just understand, too, through this podcast that I'm not taking anything away from Corey in terms of her, her business strategy and acumen. Apparently, she's doing something right in, in many ways to earn that kind of money. Um, but, uh, you know, despite the, the work ethic, um, I think there may have been some unrealistic expectations in terms of her employees. Her work ethic was such that, you know, it wasn't unusual for them to receive an, a text email from her at one o'clock in the morning. And I think she thought that the employees had that same kind of, of, of enthusiasm. But her 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 expectation and her work drive really helped to create a toxic environment, work environment. I'm going to share that with you. But I also thought it was very interesting as I read through that article. Uh, you know, they talked about Away's core value being customer obsessed employees. And I found it very fascinating because if you as a manager expect for your employees to be customer obsessed, then you have to be obsessed with serving your employees. They can't give what they aren't receiving. And just keep that in, in mind that your, your, your employees are really your best asset. So in this article, Verge outlined a number of things. Um, they uh, interviewed some former employees and the employees were expected to work exceedingly uh, long hours with no pay. Uh, they work with no days off. Um, they they worked holidays. Uh, they outlined a, a story where uh, one employee was at the airport going, you know, taking a flight to meet her family, you know, for the holidays. And the work uh, uh, situation was, you know, high alert. Everybody should be here, that kind of energy. And she felt guilty. So, in fact, turned around, canceled her trip and went back to the office. Um, and then Corey toyed with employees paid time off. They were asked to limit their time off. And here's this one killed me. One manager sent her team a text with a photo of herself in a facial mask in bed working from home at one o'clock in the morning. 
if if alarms aren't going off in your head, then then something's wrong. First of all, if imagine this was a female worker, but imagine had it been a a, a male worker and uh, sending a picture of himself at one o'clock in the morning, um, in bed, all all a firestorm would have taken place. In this litigious society, after the Me Too era, managers really need to be careful in terms of what they do and how they position themselves. You should not be sending uh, photos of yourself from, uh, uh, from, your, from your bedroom under any circumstances. It's just so inappropriate. And the other inappropriate thing is that, you know, there's some hard driving work cultures out there, but one o'clock in the morning, unless I'm on the overnight shift, there should be no expectation that I'm going to answer your your text or email at one o'clock in the morning. People do need a good night's rest because it does help their performance and it helps them to stay healthy. That's about that's that's about being uh, obsessed with your employees. Um, so the, the the article displayed, you know, uh, 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 many examples of her just acting unbefitting of a leader or a manager. She called an, uh, an employee brain dead on a Slack thread. And she referred to her team. And let me say this. Um, there's all sorts of alerts here. If you have children in a room, cover their ears. I'm about to say something that I found very distasteful, but I'm going to say it because I think that it's important for people to really understand the environment in which people have to work. Um, a little background on this story before I say what I'm going to say. Uh, apparently, Corey was uh, being interviewed by a magazine and the interviewer said, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a millennial." And Corey was like, "Oh, I'm a millennial too. Kumbaya, all is great." The the interview ends. She goes back to the office and apparently she's in a conversation with someone at at the at the job and she is not happy about the performance of her team and she referred to her team as again, here's a, a, a an alert. She referred to her team as millennial twats. And I I say that and I cringe when I say it because that's not language that I use and that's not language that any manager should use. I say it because I want you to really understand the toxic environment in which some managers create for their employees. Under no circumstances should you use that kind of language to refer to your employees. First of all, if you think your team uh, is, is that, you need to do a couple of things. Either if they're not performing to the level or standard of excellence that you expect, retrain them or move them gracefully out of the organization. And secondly, take a look at yourself. If you feel that way about your team, uh, maybe you shouldn't be a leader because you should be the first person, the biggest cheerleader that your team has. I mean, not anything phony, not some, you know, some false, you know, cheer. You, you, you breathe today. OK, I'm going to pat you on your back. But really a real true respect and appreciation for the people that help you to evaluate your company to a one for $0.4 billion company. That's just, that's the kind of respect that I'm talking about. She's threatened to take a, a, a over a project because a team wasn't performing up to her standards. There's no better way to humiliate somebody to say, you know what, you're doing such a poor job, I'm going to take over and do it in a public form. Is this normal? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Until the Me Too movement, nobody really would believe that all sorts of sexual harassment was a perverse and severe and pervasive going on in the workplace. But it was. And so, you know, rest assured that there's some really uh, um, 
questionable, unprofessional behaviors that are going on in today's workforce. And as a manager, you should be aware of it and understand that employees are, are critically aware of how they are treated. Gallup poll surveys have revealed that 70% of employees are disengaged. That is in no part because of poor management styles. So, you know, um, Keep this in, in mind, again, in terms of your your management uh, uh, style and how it impacts the people that you are um, managing. I'm going to I'm going to switch this a little bit. And, and I want to talk about an article written by Forbes that was a rebuttal, uh, uh, a rebuttal um, to um the Verge article, and I'm going to do a rebuttal to the Forbes article, but basically Forbes published an article by Jack Kelly um, that that Steph Corey was treated unfairly um, in that article. And um, I have to, they should have really made a disclaimer because back in 2016, Forbes um, selected Corey uh, to be a, a feature and a part of their 30 under 30 for retail um, e-commerce uh, award. So they kind of had a vested interest sort of and, um, uh, you know, coming to her aid um, after the, the aftermath of that article. Um, so they may be a little bit biased, uh, but uh, basically what I think is that Jack Kelly and that Forbes article really cut Corey some unmerited slack. He first started off, which really annoyed me, really kind of pulling the, the gender card. He basically said that if Steph Corey had been a man, no one would have thought twice about her behavior. And I beg to differ. If the allegations that were, were made public are true, it, I think it would have been equally as abhorrent and, and men shouldn't get a pass for being bullies. And let's make this clear. Equality shouldn't mean the day uh, a woman arrives is when she can display the worst of their male counterparts behavior with impunity. I mean, that's crazy. He said that people would have applauded his strong devotion to his customers and his meticulous care about the integrity of the product offered if Corey had been a man. I don't think that's true. I don't think people would be any more enthused to work for uh, for slave wages, no work-life balance while being publicly humiliated. I don't think their leader's gender would have made a difference in their level of dissatisfaction. I just don't think it's true. And in truth, um, Corey did make some managerial mistakes and rightfully she stepped down from her position. Um, she's smart. We're not going to take it away from her. She's hardworking and she helped to build a, a, a company that's valued at $1.4 billion in just a few short years. But that doesn't give her the right to humiliate and micromanage her team. Um, she earned that money in part because of the, the, the work and expertise of the people that work for her company. Then, then Kelly goes on in that for, uh, Forbes article to say that he thought everyone's expectations were off. Um, and basically he started to find fault with the, the workers' work ethic. And I really, uh, you know, I really take offense of, of that. He really, his tone was really um, sarcastic and really, I think, um, age bias, 
basically like young people don't have a work ethic and they're just complaining, that type of vibe. And here's the thing I ascribe to no gender or, or age bias, you know, whether you're young or you're older in the workforce. I think that people want to be treated with respect. They want to be compensated fairly for their their work. I think they want to um, feel that they are a respected part of a team, regardless of the age. And 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 I really loathe when people um, down folks for being younger and 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 not having the same work ethic. I think a lot of things have changed with today's workers since the 1970s. Um, in the 70s and the 80s, companies began to down what they call downsize. Um, and it became a part really of their uh, business uh, platform and strategic plan. Um, it, you know, downsizing became that option. And just to give you a couple examples, um, between 1980 and 1985, General Electric laid off 118 employees. In 1996, uh, Al Dunlop, who was the CEO of Sunbeam at, at the time, fired half of, the, of, of Sunbeam's employees, which was, was you know, 12,000 people. Um, AT&T laid off under Robert Allen 50,000 people. So since the time of downsizing and layoffs, people have, you know, a business, a, a different idea in terms of what work means to them. Employees have, uh, employers have no loyalty towards employees. Employees have learned to have no loyalty for their employers. Employment now feels pretty much transactional. I mean, in years past, uh, if you worked for a company for a long time, you had job security, you had fair wages, you had pensions, and and these perks don't exist anymore. In fact, if you look at at away, um, they didn't talk anything about uh, 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 perks. There was never any mention about overtime or end of year bonuses or stock options and profit. So, you know, where's the incentive to be motivated to to work above and beyond, um, you know, what your pay is actually, uh, you know, providing you? And so Kelly's sarcastic tone really uh, annoyed me because, you know, employees are not complaining pansies. They are people who are working for compensation and effort to live their life and their dreams. They don't work. They don't live to work. They don't consider themselves company men and women, and they have no false sense of allegations. I'm sorry, of allegiance uh, between employer and an employee. I mean, I, I think that managers should really understand that there is no expectation for an altruistic workforce, meaning your your employees are not volunteers. People expect to get paid for every ounce of work they perform. And after all, uh, you know, it's the people that really helped a way get to where they are. You know, and and I, I, I'm a big pusher and, and of mission uh, and, and, and being inspired to serve the mission. Uh, and I once worked for an organization that had a very strong mission, yet there was very low employee morale. And I had someone say to me, uh, sometimes mission isn't enough. And immediately I understood exactly what they meant. I mean, people are willing to work hard, but if there is a constant lack of respect, compensation, work-life balance, no mission is going to compel them to hold some high standard of quality um, and, and productivity and job satisfaction. 
So in light of, of all of that, I don't think the employees' responses would have been any different had um, Corey been a man. And just keep in mind this, um, folks, that you know we live in a viral world and there is no expectation for one's true organizational culture to be kept a secret. Good, bad, or indifferent, your company's management philosophy can become public knowledge. I mean, it's as simple as going on Glassdoor and, do, and, and looking at the reviews. Employees weigh in on their pay, treatment, perks, benefits. It's all out there. And so there shouldn't be an expectation that there are going to be, uh, uh, you know, your, your culture is going to be secret. Um, Kelly, in this article, in that Forbes article, also tried to portray um, Corey as being, you know, uh, this being an innocent fall from grace. It was a mistake. But I don't think it was innocent because after she left, they replaced her with an experienced uh, manager. They uh, implemented overtime and they hired more people. Those last two things really speak to to, to the core of what drove Corey. Um, it, it was it was greed. It was serving the stakeholders and not her her um, employees because um, they they had a meager staff at one point um, that poor little staff had to try to answer and respond to four thousand e- uh, emails uh, 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 that were sent to the, the you know their centers that staff couldn't handle that and they knew it but they instead she tried to berate them into um, meeting the goals of answering those 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 emails and taking away their PTO so she 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 had the stakeholders in mind and and not the employees um she publicly berated people she was insensitive she was a bully she was unethical in her treatment of staff she was a demotivator abysmal communicator her, her communication was basically only through Slack. They said when you heard her typing, you knew that something was wrong, which is is just really terrible. And she housed feedback, um, uh, 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 a positive feedback. You know, uh, it was under the guise, uh, you know, really of what she was doing is really publicly outing people and 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 humiliating people, and and called it positive feedback. So, I don't think it was unfair treatment of her. At, at all in in the in the least and you know the moral of the story is is this you know you, you have to treat people as a manager you have to treat uh people with respect um your people are the most important assets of your company your job is to give them the tools they need to operate on a level of excellence so that's it for today i hope you learned something that shortened your learning curve and life, you can either work hard or you can work smart. I suggest you work smart. Margie, be smart. Have a great day and be smart. Lead smart.